Well, I started once I got into the gym, you know, I would I would work out and pay attention to more of the guys that were in the shape that I wanted to be more towards. And I would, um, at the time, Corpus Christi was a good area for a lot of military people as well. So you, you saw a lot of guys that were really in shape and they all had different views and all had core things that really worked for them. A lot of them, you know, made sure they had their protein intake. They made sure they took care of themselves. As far as throughout the day, they would make sure they were getting all of their meals. So would you say that prior to this, you were not getting in enough? No, for sure. I was not getting Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host, Charlie Lima. Today, I have Ronnie Hansen joining me on the podcast. Ronnie just joined the gym a couple of weeks ago and started his on-ramps and is now in classes. You're going to hear his fitness journey today. Enjoy. Well, my name is Ronnie Hansen and I'm 31 and I own Aguiland Supplements. Yeah. Ronnie, man, thanks for coming in today, dude. Um, so you just started here. How long ago? When was your official first workout? Um, it was about two weeks ago. Yeah. So we'll talk. I want to talk about that because uh, you're still here, which is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was rough. But, you know, I, you, you obviously are into nutrition and exercise. You own a supplement store. What got you into the world of fitness? Like how long ago did that start in your life? I would say it started about 13 years ago. Um, throughout high school, I was in football and sports and, and weightlifting. So I really started young. Um, I was a personal trainer at a local gym for about two years, and that kind of gave me uh, more of a foothold in the industry. In town, here? No, in Corpus Christi. Oh, you're from Corpus? Yeah, I'm from okay. Corpus Christi. What, uh, so, you, so you were high school graduating class of 2008? Yes. Okay. My wife, she's from Flower Bluff. So oh, okay. We're very familiar. So what? where did you personal train down there? Um now it is called Freedom Fitness. Okay. It was a big uh, local gym, something like Planet Fitness. Okay. So you started working out at about 18, yes. like really getting into it, and then personal training right away? Uh, about six months into working at the gym. I started at front desk. Yeah. And then I moved into the personal training rather quick. Oh, wow. And how long did you do that for? I did that for about a little bit over a year and a half. Yeah. Did you like it? I enjoyed it a lot. And yeah. that really gave you a, a real rounded perception of just training in general, working with people every day and working those two together. Because it's a little bit different from just working out by yourself versus working with people. What led you to kind of really start working out? Like, you know, when you said you started about 13 years ago getting into it, what was there like a trigger? Was there a, a life event? No, I just wanted to be better in, in sports, and that was always a, a thing that the coaches preached, working out and being, you know, in the gym, being active as much as possible. Did you do it in high school too? Yes, I did it in high school. I, that's how I started, and I did it all throughout high school. And Hardcore? Then, at the time, I thought it was pretty hardcore, yeah. <laughs> now, were you bigger, smaller, lean? I was more lean. I was probably like 160 pounds. I wasn't a big guy. Yeah, so you obviously probably had a fast metabolism, a hard gainer. 
Yes, you know? for sure. Did you when you did you play football? Would you? Play? Yes, I played football. Uh, I I ran track, things like that. In what position did you play in football? Um, outside linebacker. At 160 pounds. Yeah, 100, man. Yeah. <laughs> were, did you do well? I mean, were you like a starter? Were you? Did you go to yeah, college? Like, yeah, I did well. I didn't go to college for any kind of sports. I went to a junior college there in Corpus Christi. Okay. And then, um, so the personal training kind of really kicked off. Yeah, really kind of kicked off. Gave me something that I, I enjoy doing that I could be up there 10 hours a day. Wow. So you had a lot of clients. Yeah, so I had a lot of clients. Starting out, it was... Uh, I would basically do your fitness assessment. So I would show you around. Somebody would sell you the gym membership, and then they would pass you off to me. And I would walk you through it, show you the machines. A lot of the people were new. They didn't really know a lot of the equipment. So you would go over each thing. People would have all kinds of questions. Yeah. And you would just kind of target them as they came. Did you? What kind of workouts did you personally do at the time? At the time, I was more into trying to find the splits mm. you know i would read a bunch of different articles everybody says something different so yeah. i would have kind of uh, grab things from here or there like try to figure out piece things together how many days a week did you work out or at the time i would say at least five yeah yeah and almost every day some days i'd be a lot sore than others i yeah. didn't really have an off day yeah and that lasted for i mean till that when? lasted until i pretty much left the gym mm -hmm. once I left the gym then I went to you know probably five days a week and what pulled you out of the gym um I was gonna move so I quit the gym early and then I moved up here to college station and what brought you to college station I originally was gonna go to school and then that kind of I messed around for a little while and didn't do anything so yeah I uh, yeah I went did you keep working out yeah I kept working out Where'd you work out when you moved here? Gold's Gym. Okay. Yeah. That Same. was kind of the only, there wasn't, cross, at, at the time, CrossFit wasn't really big in College Station. There wasn't a lot of other gyms. Yeah. You know, TrueFit wasn't here. At the time, Planet Fitness, I don't even believe was here. No. What, what, did your workouts look very similar to what they were back in Corpus or did they change? They definitely changed. I think they were more educated, kind of geared a little bit towards the things I liked versus... Yeah. You know, here and there, I would look around and see what I needed to do, and then I would adjust things. But it was normally what my my routine that I got into. So, you know, I, I have a question because I think sometimes, you know, anybody who's done personal training for a period of time, I think you know, right? You had to know um, how to help people. You looked into it. You, you know, whether it was the education on the workout side or the nutrition side, and you, you're you're. Your, I would say the time that you personal trained was short, but how did you carry that into this next part of your life? Like, was that something that you kind of really cherished as valuable for your own fitness journey? I would say for sure. It was, it opened my eyes to exactly the needs of, you know, different people. Um, it wasn't, most of the time it wasn't any kind of bodybuilder and it was just the person trying to be more fit it's healthier. probably helped you a lot too owning a supplement business just yeah. having personal trained for that period for of time. that time yes. yeah it, it aligned me for a lot of the questions that i was going to see a lot of the problems that people had yeah it kind of pushed those forward to show me hey like 
most people need this or most people aren't doing this. Well, I told you this when we first met that whenever I started personal training, it was in a supplement store, like in the back. So it was a combination of like, we would take care of your nutritional supplementation up front and then your workout needs in the back. And that's kind of when, when I started my personal training career. So, so fast forward, you're in college station, you're at gold's gym. Um, you're still working out regularly. So you never had this like big break in your life. You kind of stayed constant. Yeah, pretty much. I stayed real constant. At that time, did you ever see any increase in weight or decrease in body fat or any like thing that you remember being like a monumental accomplishment? I put on from about 18 to about 24-ish. I'd put on about 60 pounds. Oh my goodness. Okay, so it was so, a lot different. Okay. Like, so I enjoyed I, that. I guarantee you just got somebody's attention who's listening because there's a lot of guys who would love to be able, you know, obviously the, there's a population that is probably hating you right now for wanting to gain weight and yeah. having a difficult time um, doing that because I think most people, I'm one of those people struggle to lose weight you know it's not the same case but there is a population as well that struggles to gain weight yes and gaining 60 pounds in six years in my opinion and i'm assuming it's really good weight yes was probably a huge accomplishment so let's pick that apart how did you do that hey guys this episode is brought to you by aggie land supplements located on texas avenue and southwest parkway For any of your supplement needs, protein powders, pre-workouts, amino acids, go ahead and check out Aggieland Supplements. They'll take care of you and then mention the Building Better People podcast and you'll get 10% off of your purchase. Well, I started, once I got into the gym, you know, I I would work out and pay attention to more of the guys that were in the shape that I wanted to be more towards. And I would... Um, at the time, Corpus Christi was a good area for a lot of military people as well. So you, you saw a lot of guys that were really in shape, and they all had different views and all had core things that really worked for them. And what, what, what exactly did you take? What principles did you take and apply? Um, eating proper was a, a big one. A lot of them, you know, made sure they had their protein intake. They made sure they took care of themselves. As far as throughout the day, they would make sure they were getting all of their meals. So would you say that prior to this, you were not getting in enough? No, for sure I was not getting in enough. So there's a lot of guys that are saying that, man, this is really hard. Like, I can't, you know, the scale's not going up. And I'm sure you talk to those guys even at your store, right? Yes, all the time. And so what is the most common... um, mistake that they're making in terms of not eating enough like that in itself is a mistake but what is the thing that you identify and help with the most given your experience i would say most people will say they just can't eat as much as they should be you know you want to be at that gram to two grams per pound body weight okay let's unpack that and i think honestly like uh, we've worked with high school kids and that's a big place that we help them because a lot of these high school kids in the summertime, you know, they want to gain weight, right? They're going to play sports. They want to come back next year and, and they want to be stronger, leaner, and bigger. And so gram per pound of body weight. So a lot of people don't 
understand what that means, but can you break that down? So pretty much for every pound you weigh, you want to get at least one gram. Okay. So that's throughout, that's your total calculation. Male that's, and female? Yes. Okay. And you really want to get it through food primarily. A lot of people, you know, have a hard time getting that just from food. You know, a lot of people can't eat that much. So an easy substance, substance to add would be a protein shake. You know, I tell most people to try to break it down three shakes, three to four shakes a day. Not do two, two or three scoops per shake. You know, do, because well, a lot of the mass gainers will be like four shakes. And then the person just won't drink it because it'll be too chunky. It'll be nasty. So I tell people your body's not going to best utilize it unless you break it down more. Yeah, I think a good protein shake is key, right? Like to get in enough protein. I mean, I personally can't get in. I, you know, I need about 200 grams of protein a day. And it's really hard to do that just by eating food. Yes. I, I mean, it's, it's not easy. And so I agree. I think having a really good protein shake is key for that. Yeah, no, that's that's one of the things. Is a lot of people have busy, really busy lifestyles. You know, we may only get, you know, a 30-minute break every three hours, you know, if that. So most people just push it off and don't eat anything or, you know, may only eat. Well, I know a lot of people that will, you know, may eat a very small breakfast and then one meal at, so at dinner. So for the person trying to lose the or uh, gain the weight, do you uh, prescribe that, that amount of protein? I would say a safe bet is always at least one to two grams. Really, there's no evidence showing going over two grams is going to be beneficial. Yeah. So, uh, so for a guy like me, 200 to 400 grams of protein a day. Yeah. Now, do you... And that's a lot. No, it is. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've hit days, I think, you know, when I track on my fitness pal, you know, it's not uncommon for me to have a 230, 250 gram day you know that's a pretty common day for me yeah um i have also you know if i eat enough steak just because i love steak and overeat it i can easily get into the 300 gram of proteins yeah for sure um and and i think too what you're sharing actually helps people lose weight too right because for sure protein um is not just for people that want to gain weight it's actually really beneficial for people who want to lose weight yes the good thing about protein is people don't understand exactly it won't your body won't store proteins as fat so it's it's easy to do it's easy to take in a little bit more protein and make sure your body's running efficiently if you're now, if you're you, not bringing in enough yeah. your body's gonna pretty much go into like a what we call like a starvation mode and then it's it's it doesn't know when it's gonna get the nutrition next so it, it tries to shield off and slow your metabolism down what has been one of the biggest nutritional educational breakthroughs for you personally um in the 13 years that you've kind of been working out in the years of owning a supplement store but really even as a trainer because i feel like you're you're kind of a, a student right for the rest of your life yes your, for sure. your job is to educate yourself to help your customers and you have, you know, had a personal experience and your weight gain story. You have helped other people in personal training and really just the years of working out in itself is kind of an education. So what has been kind of one of the biggest breakthroughs in your knowledge when it comes to nutri- sport nutrition or? I think what's really underrated and it's now it's getting more popular. I think one of the most beneficial things would be what we call nitrous oxide products. 
vasodilators. Mm. And pretty much what those are going to do is just pretty much support blood flow. Totally keep you healthy, help joints, ligaments, muscles grow quicker, heal faster. Yeah, and I Uh, remember, I mean, you know, like I told you when I started working in a nutrition store, um, I I mean, vasodilators were basically pretty common yeah um back then uh we we referred to it as the pump yes yeah that's what most people <laughs> uh, okay so but you know I, at that time i was probably 20 23 years old my goals were different back then in my workouts and uh, fast forward now i'm 37 so let's just say there's somebody listening it's like hey i'm you know i'm 37 i'm a 40 year old guy uh, or a you know 35 40 year old female and all I'm really trying to do is be healthy and work out and stay shape, stay in shape, you know, yes. uh, low body fat, lean. How's vasodilators going to impact me? That's going to impact you in every every function. Um, pretty much, you'll be healthier if you take vasodilators every day. And whether it's doing jogging, walking, pretty much a bad diet helps. A lot with bad diets and things like that as well which you wouldn't think but the arteries are staying pretty much blood flow constantly constantly there's no slowdown so they're 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 keeping clear you know they're they're expanding they're not getting as clogged is there a particular time of day that's ideal for those I would say before and after exercise would be key You'll see a lot of new supplements and things like that putting vasodilators, whether it's an arginine, a citrulline, they'll be putting them into products. And what that's really doing is introducing that ingredient into the bloodstream. So for you said for people that don't exercise, they're beneficial. Yeah, they're super beneficial. If, you know, people that, you know, have like heart issues and things like that, your heart will work a little bit less. It'll, it'll, it'll help it out quite a bit if you're... If you have that blood circulation, is there any downside to those or any negative side effects? Um, no, not really. That we haven't really seen any. I know a lot of um, heart patients and things like that that'll get on vasodilators after a procedure and stuff like that to make sure that their their blood flow's getting in. They go walking, and that's. Um, I know a guy that recently came to my store. Um, he's, he was going to the store for about five years when, so he was one of my early customers and he was at the time probably in his mid forties and he told me he had a, a couple stints put in and he was just trying to get healthier and what could he do? Hmm. He said he, what he was at the time, he was a skater, like he did rollerblading long distance kind of thing. That was what he did for workouts. He didn't really go to the gym he didn't go running. That was what he did. And he was like, what could benefit me all around and keep me healthier? And I, that's what we put him on was a bunch of different arginines, which are vasodilators. Very and cool. that, over the next three years, he was religious on that. Yeah. He, he was always taking those things. Well, one day he came into the store and he was like, what we've been doing has really helped me. He was like, it may have saved my life. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, well, I went to the doctor the other day and we did some scans and stuff. And pretty much one of my main vessels were clogged. And he said that his doctor was asking him what he was doing. And he told him everything he was taking daily and stuff. And he, what he said is that those vessels were able to keep a lot of the other ones clean and able not to 
completely shut down wow. because he was taking all the vasodilators. So his doctor told him to keep taking them and keep working out. And that was one of the things he was like, I'll take these for the rest yeah, of Yeah, I mean, you get a report like that, you're like, oh, I'm just going to keep taking what I'm taking. Yeah, now his heart is healthy as ever. And he yeah. drops in at least once a month. Yeah, to get his supply. Yeah, just, yeah, get his supply. Say That's thanks. one thing I've learned about supplements is like when you take something that works, like you do it all the time. Like when you noticeably tell like, wow, this is making a difference in my life. Like, you're committed to it. And that kind of goes to anything, even working out. Yeah, you no, know? for sure. Um, so, you know, you're, you put on the weight. So, you, what was, going back to that, kind yeah. of talking about your, um, your weight gain. You said you gained 60 pounds in six years. So, yes. what was the, the top weight that you got to? It was 225 was my heaviest Wow. Weight. What do you weigh now? I weigh about 195. Okay. So, yeah. at 225, you were probably like pretty big yeah for sure I, I was going towards trying to be like a more of the bodybuilder shape yeah yeah did you ever want to compete in that uh no not really and the main yeah. reason a lot of people do want to and there's nothing wrong with that you know it's it's personal preference but to me i felt like it would take the joy out of every day going to the gym and just keeping that drive and being happy about doing it because once you get yeah. into the rhythm and not being happy and which, you know, the, that extreme dieting and things like that, they they change things. That makes like, sense. You're, you're it kind of turns happy. more into a chore. Yeah, than uh, something you, you enjoy. want to so, do every day. So uh, for you, you know, having really been super consistent all these years, what is where do you get that drive? Like there's people that have zero desire to exercise, but you obviously aren't one of those people. Um, where does that come from? I really, that just became my hobby. And at first it wasn't like that. You know, I always wanted to work out and stuff, but once you get into the gym or really start working out consistently, that first week or two, month, you know, those are hard. Like you have to drag yourself out of bed or or tell yourself, no, I'm not going to just sit on the couch and not go today. But once you get through that first month, it's, it becomes part of life. Like I want to go to the gym. If I don't go to the gym, you know, I feel, I feel like, what, what's going on? Like, what am I doing today? Like, yeah. rest, rest days now become the, the hardest days. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I think I, I feel the same way. I tell people it's like a workout for me is like a pill yeah. that I have to have. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, okay, so how did you go or how did you come back to 195? Because I think that brings another great topic for your story. You're 31 years old. You got up to 225 at like, what, 24, 25 years old? Yes. Hung out there for a while. What made you want to go back down? How did you get back down? And how do you how did you end up at 195? Um, I started doing a little bit more cardio and stuff. And I, I wanted to be that big, but once I got that big, it wasn't it wasn't as much fun. You know, it wasn't, you didn't feel the same. You know, you just, you felt a little bit more sluggish. I wasn't as athletic by any means. You know, you, you, of course, you got all the people that were like, dang, man, you put on weight, like, you feel great. So that part is fun, but then it just, it's hard to maintain. It's, it takes away some of the happiness, what mm-hmm. I would say. It, it, it adds so much work where you want to be, you know, I don't want to be worrying about getting in and eating that, that amount every yeah, day. Yeah, for you to stay at that level. Yeah, was you had a lot to really, yeah, it, it, it it took from other things that at the time, you know, started becoming more. I think more there's important. a lot of truth to that too. About there's kind of this, um, and I'm not talking about the classification uh, per BMI, but there is this ideal weight, right? That each person's body likes to hang out at. 
Um, and I think that kind of what you're saying is at 225, you were a little above that number. Like it was requiring a little more effort and, you know, a, a feeling, like you said, it wasn't very comfortable being that big for various reasons. And I think that you can also do that going too small. Yeah. You know, um, and then you find kind of what I would say is like your weight to hang out at yeah. for the rest of your life, right? Like a weight that you know, and it takes, it takes getting up high and getting down low to kind of get into that sweet spot. Yeah, that's really how I found my what I would call a happy medium. Like, yeah, I was I felt good at it. I, I whenever I looked in the mirror, I wasn't like, "Dang, man, you're too skinny or you're not big enough." Like, I found that happy medium for me, and I was able to consistently keep at that weight. And that's really what I looked at: is what can I consistently stay at and be happy and maintain. So what was it even hard for you to get back down to 195 or was it just kind of no, letting it, off the gas a little bit? It probably happened faster than I wanted. <laughs> it, it, was, it was easier to come off than put on. For quit sure. doing curls for like a week. Yeah. Yeah. Quit <laughs> taking, you know, waking up at six in the morning for that shake before, you know, going to bed, back to bed. And yeah. Just things like that. There was, it definitely took a little bit of stress out of it. And how long ago did you kind of settle at 195? It's been about four years. Okay. Yeah. And so I guess that brings us to kind of more recently. So uh, you came out to BCS Classic, yes. right? You have not ever done CrossFit. No, this has been totally new. you'd never been to a CrossFit competition. No. So what was your initial just uh, like perspective on the event? Uh, the event was amazing. I'll tell a little bit. When you came into the store and were like, hey, this is what I have going on. Uh, would you would you like to be involved? And I was like, yeah, because I've heard for years about your event. And then every year it was a little bit more buzz than the year before. And people were always talking about it. And I was, I know at the time, Cellucor was big with the all's events and stuff. And they were local. So I didn't, at the time... Like just jump into there because I did. I carried a little bit of Cellucor, but not a whole. It lot. wasn't your yeah, primary brand. Yeah, it was just brand, yeah. Right? It wasn't. It wasn't the main thing. So I always heard about it, and so I was super excited when you came in. You're like, hey, like, uh, there's an opportunity here. Like, would you, would you like to take it? I sat a, around a little while for it, and then you came back, and then that's when yeah, I hopped and on. So to you it. you you get to watch a lot of the competition. Yeah, I got to watch a little bit of it. I was at the the booth for a little while, you and, think so, of and I was walking around to kind of yeah. see what people were doing because it's it's very different from the typical gym crowd. Yeah, not quite the the same crowd that you would find at a what, 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 you, True Fit or Gold's Gym or any. I mean, CrossFitters are, and I don't want to say that in any negative way about either crowd. It's yeah. just they are. A specific type of group, right? Yes, yeah, they're very unique. Yeah, they're yeah, they're different from a lot of the different crowds you see. And um, and I have been a part of both groups, right? Like yes. I went to a lot of gyms before. Like you know, I've been to a lot of Gold's gyms. I've been to a lot of um, even down in Corpus. I remember going to a lot of the the bigger, you know, just the chains. Yeah. And then here, the Aguilian Fitness Dome. So, and now we you know have a CrossFit gym. And so, what? Uh, coming out of that led you to even consider trying CrossFit? Well, uh, you came in and I saw y'all's event that that day and everybody was in good shape. People looked like they were having fun and it looked very enjoyable to some aspect. And then you came in, we had that talk and then you said to come sign up and 
Yeah, so, and so you've been doing it for two weeks. About two weeks. I did so, my on-ramps, which y'all call on-ramps, which are basically a uh, what I would call a training session for what what it all requires, what the new lingo is, what the workouts exactly need to be. And what I was going to say is that, man, you have an amazing group of people. I have not met such a, a nice... Um, caring group of trainers everybody was completely awesome they were when i did something wrong they were like oh you like you want to do it a little bit better this way but you're doing a great job like it was it was all the all the things that take away you normally get a lot of people saying like oh crossfit those guys are just going to get hurt and things like that and and no like coming into it i was like oh i wonder how these trainers are going to be i wonder if they're going to tell me when i'm doing something wrong or if we're just going to burn through this at a hundred percent and not care about form, but they were totally surprisingly, you know, if, if I did anything wrong, they were correcting me, telling me the proper way throughout the whole. Well, so I, I bet, was impressed with yeah, everything. That's awesome to hear, man. Thank you for saying that. And, um, I bet you, I didn't know you had been a trainer, you know, back when you, when you were in your almost like, I would say beginning of your journey. But, um, from a trainer's perspective, I bet you appreciated that. No, for sure, and that's and, and I would say too that m- most CrossFit gyms, and I say most majority, do a really good job with that. Um, and I think that the the people who criticize, you know, per injuries or is they they just aren't informed very well. They don't know personally, and I think when and you, that's exactly what happened with me. I yeah. I was just going off of what I was hearing, so that's just what was in my mind. It yeah. was totally when I came here, it changed my perspective wow. of everything. So uh, okay, so how how are those workouts? How have they been? Oh, those workouts have been good. They've been brutal. <laughs> uh, I was not in cardio shape for this. I was nowhere near what I sh- what I what I am now, and what I what I expected me to be and in your two weeks which is still kind of a, a your very beginning stages um how does this line up with what your fitness goals are now at 31 compared to you know 25 wanting to be 225 they're really i would say the biggest part they're helping me that i've been seeing so far is being more mobile i'm able to move my shoulders better i'm able to I feel better. I, I'm, I don't. I have been sore, but that's just because I haven't been doing as much nearly. But now, like just my joints and things like that, feel better. That's really what I'm. My overall health is what I'm more considered about. Yeah, no, now. I think you're spot on. One of the things, and I think I shared this with you. Maybe I haven't, but I love the warm ups and the cool downs probably yes. most of all um, because it helps address mobility. And I think that back when I was doing your traditional body part training, um, you know, my warm-up consisted of 10 reps at 135 bench press. You know, yes. like it was just a, a very not, you know, hips, low back, shoulders, all, you know, all those things, joints, ankles. And, you know, we address those things daily depending on what you're going to do. Yes, for sure. That's one of the things. The first class, you know, I didn't do my on-ramps right away. I had one class that I just hopped into. And they were starting with the warm-ups and doing some shoulder warm-ups. 
And I was looking around like, wow, I can't even, I can barely even do this. And everybody else is doing it with ease. Yeah. And then as I came and those things got a little bit better, I've definitely got more mobile. So what are your, and this will kind of be kind of closing uh, questions, but what are your goals moving forward at 31 years old in your health and fitness? Kind of, we heard all about your, you know, getting into working out, um, kind of gaining weight, losing weight, uh, even supplementation a little bit. So, but for somebody like you, who I, I think in your last 13, 15 years, you've had a really good overall vantage point on health and fitness. And so looking forward, um, what are you hoping to accomplish in your health and fitness? Um, just staying super active. Mobile is a big thing. I just want to be able to, you know, be able to stretch and do all those things without any kind of pain. And I know if I'm in here doing a lot of those, I most likely I'm going to be pain free moving forward. You know, think as long as you, if you can move those joints and stuff a lot better, you're most likely going to be less prone to getting arthritis and, you know, any of those kind of things. And then overall I'll be able to be more active throughout everything. Weightlifting is, I was definitely not as mobile whenever I came in here. I noticed how, I wasn't as mobile as I should have been, for mm-hmm. sure. Just doing some of the shoulder press, and I, I do a lot of shoulder press at the gym. Just getting the full extension out and doing things that, that definitely showed me that I wasn't as mobile as I needed to be. Well, and I love hearing you say that because I think for you, or not just you, for the person, anyone who walks into a CrossFit gym, to get the most out of it, it requires humility, yeah. right? It requires this desire to learn and to have weaknesses exposed and be totally okay with that, to get feedback, and, and and that's how you get the most out of a CrossFit membership. Because if if you come in and you get offended because somebody says you're not locking out, right? Yeah. You're, it's immediately gonna that resistance of desire to correct my faults is you know gonna prevent you from getting better. Yeah, um, which should you would think like that? That's should be more motivation to, to doing better. That's how it was for me. Every time they were telling, telling me, hey, you do this a little bit different or this is what I want you to work on, it was it's more motivating. It was, it was yeah, good. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's that just you know, speaks to your character and your desire to learn and grow. Um, so very last question. The title of the podcast is called Building Better People. You've seen it at a couple places in our gym. We actually put it on the back of our shirts. Um, the, the purpose of that statement is that we believe that – anybody exercising right which is what we do here working out is becoming a better version of themselves so for us that's kind of a big driver of why we do what we do because we're not just helping people work out we're actually helping people become better versions of themselves in your journey with exercise right you've started several years ago how is that statement true for you uh, specifically pretty much i think atmospheres like these will will give you the direction you want like everybody pretty much like like i would say for here everybody that was in here wanted to be better they were they were all happy they were you know all had things to do they would come in here and give it their all for you know the 30 minutes and and those are really the people that you want to be around you want to be around the people that are in every aspect doing their best um, everybody in here would shake hands and, and make you feel like a family. It was 
this is an amazing group of people for sure. And that's just, it makes you want to be better. Whenever you leave this, whenever you, whenever I was leaving, I was like, man, this is a great group of people. I can't wait to come back tomorrow and see, see what, see what I can do better. And then I think that just transitions into everything you do. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast, where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.